Good morning. This uh, hearing of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee will come to order. Uh, we're holding this hearing today to consider the nomination of Stephen B. King of Wisconsin to be the U.S. Ambassador to the Czech Republic. I certainly want to welcome Steve, uh, his family. Uh, want to congratulate you on your selection by the President. Uh, thank you for your willingness to serve this nation. I want to thank your family for uh, the sacrifice they'll be making as well because you'll be pretty busy. Um, and although I'm, I'm chairing this hearing uh, because Steve is a fellow Wisconsinite who I've come to know over the last uh, six or seven years, I, I would like to offer a few words on his behalf. Uh, Steve is a prominent public service and businessman, a natural leader, and a patriot. Uh, Steve was born in Indianapolis and raised in Chicago. He eventually settled in Janesville, Wisconsin. Uh, we've heard that city before now with, uh, with uh, Speaker Ryan, uh, also his hometown, and his wife Karen and their three children. Early in his career, Steve investigated civil rights violations in Jackson, Mississippi for the Federal Bureau of Investigation and then served as an investigator for the U.S. Senate's Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. He later became Special Assistant to the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, serving as liaison between USDA and the Agricultural Committees of the House and the Senate. Steve left Washington in 1976 to become Director of Alumni and Development at his alma mater, Western Illinois University. In 1979, he entered the business world, led a management buyout of Toma Products, and later founded King Capital, a successful private investment firm. Active in the Boy Scouts of America's entire life, Steve is a recipient of the Silver Buffalo Award, the organization's highest volunteer award for work at the national level. Steve's success in public and private sectors is a reflection of his strong interpersonal skills, a keen understanding of governance and leadership, and his personal integrity. His extensive experience and willingness to serve causes causes greater than himself make him ideally suited to serve as U.S. Ambassador to the Czech Republic. I support Steve's nomination and urge my colleagues to support him as well. With that, I'd like to recognize uh, our ranking member, Senator Murphy. Uh, well, welcome, uh, Mr. King. Look forward to uh, hearing your testimony. Congratulations on your uh, nomination. Uh, this is a um, uh, important hearing given the fact that the Czech Republic is a crucial ally, uh, an ally that is um, uh, one that has supported uh, U.S. policy of uh, making sure that Russia understands the consequences that come with invading a neighboring country, trying to influence elections in and around the region, but also a country that has strong economic ties to Russia, has uh, also uh, pulls and tugs that come from the business community to find a different way. Um, we've had uh, a very, very strong bilateral relationship, a uh, history of very strong ambassadors uh, in that post, uh, and uh, I know you come with a strong endorsement uh, of the chairman of the committee. I look forward to hearing your testimony and engaging in some dialogue. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, uh, Senator Murphy, and now we'll turn to the nominee's opening statement. Uh, Mr. King. Chairman Johnson, Ranking Member Murphy, and members of the committee, thank you for the, taking the time to meet with me this morning and for considering my nomination to serve as the next U.S. Ambassador to the Czech Republic. Let me also thank you, Chairman, for your kind introduction, your service to the country, your leadership of the European Subcommittee, and your shared devotion to the Green Bay Packers. I appear before you today humbled by a President Trump's nomination of me to serve as U.S. Ambassador to the Czech Republic, an unwavering ally in the heart of the European continent. Prague may be far from my own upbringing in the heart of America's Midwest in Indiana, where I was born on the 4th of July, and Wisconsin, where I lived and worked for most of my life. But in many ways, it is not that much different. 
International affairs and government service have been both trademarks of my professional life. I began my career as a special agent of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and then investigating public corruption on behalf of this institution, the United States Senate. I eventually used my skills and expertise to create innovative businesses that provide many good jobs to many people in southern Wisconsin. As Karen, my wife of 54 years, and I found success in Wisconsin, I now had the opportunity to give back to that community. Our shared belief in the American dream continues to grow. Our three grown children, Kristen, Steve Jr., and Russ, have been our greatest source of pride, along with our seven grandchildren. It was not long ago that the Velvet Revolution ended the Soviet occupation of then Czechoslovakia, and the first democratic elections in over 40 years were held in 1990. I'll never forget the awe-inspiring moment when the philosopher-poet Václav Havel was finally elected president after fighting against tyranny his entire life. If confirmed, I would view my ambassador role as a facilitator of the natural alliance that has grown between our citizens and the fiercely independent Czech people. As an indispensable NATO partner and ally, the Czechs have gone the distance in our strategy to defeat ISIS and have supported sanctions against Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. In line with President Trump's expectation, the Czech Republic should endeavor to increase the percent of its GDP devoted to defense, strengthening the NATO alliance and our bilateral military and intelligence cooperation. The Czech Republic is to be commended for its sacrifices for the good of the alliance, and I look forward to working with them on behalf of Secretaries Tillerson and Mattis. However, as I suspect the committee knows, the once resolute and indelible imprint of democracy spreading across Central Europe in the 1990s has given way in some quarters to current skepticism and self-doubt, where longtime opponents of freedom deliberately seek to undermine and devolve the democratic values and economic freedoms into question marks. Today, we need to reaffirm our commitment to allies like the Czech Republic and make clear that the United States is dedicated to the democratic values we espouse here at home. The United States and the Czech Republic share a unique and lasting bond of history, from the vision of an independent Czechoslovakia spelled out in Pittsburgh, in the Pittsburgh Agreement, almost 100 years ago. Their celebration will be in the year 2018 of uh, 100 years of independence in Czechoslovakia. To the post-communist vision and the leadership of Václav Havel, whose bust now stands in the U.S. Capitol. If confirmed, I will work to sustain our country's historic ties and expand people-to-people connections that are crucial to that relationship. Like us, the Czechs have proven they know democracy and economic freedom require daily attention and renewal. Soon, I hope to meet a Czech deputy or even a senior minister who has spent his or her entire life free of the bonds of tyranny that still haunt their parents and grandparents in the Czech Republic. The foundation beneath the bond between our countries is cast in steel, the steel of shared values. Hard, honest work, independent thinking, and fidelity to the commitments that we make. If confirmed as ambassador, I pledge to this committee and the American people that I will work hard, stay honest, speak my mind, but always uphold the promises of our nation. At the end of our service, if I'm confirmed, when Karen and I get ready to fly home, I will measure my performance against a few yardsticks. First, did I break anything in the residence? 
Secondly, have we upgraded our partnership across the board? And thirdly, did I serve the hardworking, patriotic team at Embassy Prague uh, well as a leader, a manager, and supervisor, and did I equip them to better serve our country? I pledge to each of you to keep these questions at the forefront of my mind, particularly the last two, to strengthen our partnership with the Czech people to advance our shared values and our strategic interests in Europe and around the world. Thank you, Senators, for your consideration. I am pleased to answer any questions you may have. Thank you, Mr. King. I, I would remind you that uh, being a Green Bay Packer fan will get you a few votes in the Senate. Uh, more, more than two, we got, we got quite a few fans, and of course, it's, it's, it's everybody's second team. Um, as long as Aaron Rodgers stays healthy. <laughs> uh, can you just, for me, lay out your top priorities as you, if, you, you know, if confirmed and you assume the ambassadorship? I mean, what are, what are the top two or three things you're going to really be focusing on? I think the first and foremost thing, Mr. Chairman, is obviously the security of any and all American personnel in the country, starting, of course, with our embassy staff, uh, any uh, expats residing in the country, and then certainly, of course, anybody from any citizen of our country that's visiting in the country. Secondly would be I kind of view myself as a, as a uh, business person, and uh, I would like to be an ambassador that is somewhat business-centric, if you will. So my hope is to build on what is already a pretty good economic relationship with the Czech Republic. And uh, thirdly will just be to leave the, uh, leave the embassy and leave the country in better shape in terms of the relationship between the two countries better than I found it. You mentioned security. When we met in our office, uh, you, you talked about within your class of uh, future ambassadors, uh, there's a fair amount of concern that, yes, you have security for the ambassador, but not necessarily for the ambassador's spouse. Uh, can you share those thoughts here? I'd kind of like my colleagues to hear your, uh, what, what was being talked about within that class. Well, there was some concern on the part of several of my classmates who were very uh, important and good people that uh, the security that the State Department provided uh, only extends to the ambassador and not necessarily to the spouse in terms of uh, uh, outside the embassy or outside the residence. And uh, a number of those classmates decided that they were going to fund some private security for their spouse. Well, I think that's an important issue that has been raised, and I think it's something that Congress really ought to look about or take a look at based on the very dangerous world we're, we're living in today. So I appreciate you raising that. You know, we, we have a fellow Badger, fellow Wisconsinite, that was, was also a former ambassador, Ambassador Rick Graber. Uh, I know you've spoken with him. Can you just kind of talk about some of the words of wisdom, wisdom he's imparted on you as, as you start this uh, next chapter in your life? Yeah, thank you, Senator. Uh, I'm here largely because I've, without ever having been to the Czech Republic, uh, I've kind of bonded with them, largely because the folks of Czechos old Czechoslovakia, even before Czechoslovakia, began to migrate as refugees to this country in the late 1800s, and for whatever reason decided to settle in the upper Midwest. So the bulk of the migrants coming over in the late 1800s and the early 1900s settled in the Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa. And therefore, I grew up with a lot of their descendants. We used to kid each other about our, our ancestry. Um, and then 
about 15 or 20 years ago, I befriended a fellow by the name of Rick Graber, who was an attorney in Milwaukee, who subsequently became ambassador to the Czech Republic under the George W. Bush administration. And I've spent the last 10 years or so uh, with, when I'm with Rick talking about his experience uh, in the Czech Republic, uh, which he said they're proud people, they're an independent people, they're a freedom-loving people. It's, a, it's one of the few countries, especially Prague, that was preserved coming out of the war. And uh, he said it's, it's, it was an experience of a lifetime for me. So when the opportunity for me came to serve this administration overseas, I told them I would like to go to the Czech Republic. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Uh, in my last minute, just talk about some of the economic ties. What, what are some of the best opportunities we have in terms of economic cooperation between Czech Republic and the U.S.? The TTIP, the TTIP, obviously uh, is probably a, big, a good start. Uh, I think we also, uh, as a country, need to work and develop a, an economic relationship with the EU. And that would benefit not only us and the EU, but I think in particular the Czech Republic. Uh, we uh, are probably, the, we, the, we the United States are probably the 13th biggest investor, if you will, in the, in the Czech Republic, and the third outside of the EU. Um, we have wonderful opportunities. There are wonderful opportunities for business interests in the Czech Republic to invest in the United States. And for that reason, I'm going to work with the Department of Commerce, Department of State, OPIC, trade representative, to try to encourage and enhance and build on the business relationship. Because as we all know, a strong economic relationship is really kind of a key to any relationship between any two countries. Thank you, Mr. King. With that, we turn it over to Senator Murphy. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Chairman. I neglected to thank you for your service to the Boy Scouts. I know you've been uh, yes, a great regional leader, uh, speaking as a uh, scout leader uh, myself. I know Good. our organization has been getting a little bit of a rough time. I shake your left hand. <laughs> getting a little bit of a rough time lately, but I thank you for your, uh, your great service there. I think you mentioned this in answer to um, a previous question from Senator Johnson, um, but uh, as this question was asked uh, of Obama nominees, uh, for the record, uh, I think it's important just to ask it of uh, President Trump's nominees as well. Um, you have not, you mentioned you have not traveled to Czechoslovakia before, and no, can I just ask, you don't speak the language? I don't speak the language. I'm looking forward to taking some classes beginning upon my service over there, should I be confirmed in the morning. They can, uh, I'm told you can have a half hour to 45 minutes classes every morning. I'll probably not in my time there, assuming I'm, again, I'm confirmed, become conversational. But I take solace in the fact that most every uh, diplomatic uh, official discussion usually takes place in English. Great. Um, so you mentioned your ability to have a relationship, strong relationship with the business community there. Uh, let me ask the question about sanctions through that prism. I mentioned in my opening remarks that there are elements of the business community in the Czech Republic who are nervous about uh, the long-term continuation of sanctions on Russia, given the fact that there are historic business ties. Uh, and yet, we believe that it is in uh, both U.S. national security interests and European national security interests to send a strong, unequivocal message to Russia that uh, territorial integrity matters. And as the Czechs have seen themselves, uh, Russian interference in elections uh, continue. They've set up their own counter-propaganda center because uh, of their discovery of dozens of websites inside the Czech Republic uh, that were potentially influenced 
influenced and, and funded through uh, Russian propaganda efforts. So uh, how do you talk to the, how do you, how are you prepared to talk to the business community in the Czech Republic about the importance of sanctions uh, and how do you uh, address uh, their concerns uh, about the potential impact on the economy and the way that you weigh that effect uh, on the important message that we need to send to the Russians? I recognize, Senator, that uh, there are some concerns within the uh, business community in the Czech Republic over some of the sanctions and the impact it may have on them. But I think they also step back and realize that uh, the years, the 40 years of Russian then Soviet tyranny running their, uh, ruling their country prohibited them from practicing the very things, the, the private enterprise and the free economic society. So uh, my job, I think, is to continue to engage the, uh, the business, uh, the business uh, uh, community in, in the Czech Republic uh, as well as the leadership. The, the leadership of the, of the Czech Republic, the government, actually, has been very supportive of the actions of the EU and the United States with regard to sanctions, right. not only uh, in uh, Ukraine but other parts. And they're very concerned about the uh, upcoming Russian uh, military training exercises. Uh, So I'm confident that the um, that the opportunity prevails will give me will give me being ambassador to work with the business community to recognize that sanctions are what they are. U.S. democracy promotion uh, infrastructure at the State Department was an important partner during the Czech Republic's transformation process. And indeed, um, the Czechs uh, have helped export the lessons that they went through to other neighboring countries. They sent transition teams to Ukraine, for instance, to help uh, Ukraine make a transfer to uh, democratic norms and systems in the way that they did. There is an ongoing review at the State Department now uh, about the future core mission, Uh, and there is a worry that the core mission will become all about uh, economic development and security, and that a focus on democracy promotion will be scrubbed from the State Department's mission. You are going to go to a country that that has had a long productive history with the U.S. State Department's democracy mission. Um, do you believe that the pursuit of democracy for people around the world should be a priority for the United States and for the State Department? I, I, I know it, it, it's important to the Czech Republic. I mean, they're now going to celebrate uh, next year about 25 years as a new nation. And uh, they held their first uh, democratic direct election of a president just uh, four or five years ago, and we'll hold another one in 2018. Uh, so I absolutely agree, Senator, that the, uh, the uh, proposing and encouraging democratic values that we both countries share is probably one of the uh, highest priorities I have. I, I appreciate your answer with respect to the, the specific relationship between the United States and the Czech Republic. I won't press you on this um, uh, except to say that there's going to be a very important internal discussion happening at the State Department while you will be there. You will be a prominent ambassador inside that department. You will be in a country um, that can tell a very important story about the good that comes from the United States promoting democracy abroad. You mentioned in your opening comments, um, rightly, that there is a slide away from participatory democracies happening in countries that are very close to the Czech Republic. I would hope, upon getting your feet on the ground, that you would participate in the 
uh, internal debate happening within the State Department and tell the story of the success of U.S. democracy promotion in the Czech Republic. Um, you may not want to testify as to the reorganization <laughs> here in front of us, but it is uh, a debate that will be happening. Uh, I understand. And we look forward to Thank you, you participating in it. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Senator Kane. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. King, congratulations on the uh, nomination. This is a great committee because uh, we, we sort of segregate a little bit into regions of the world, and these are three Europe experts here, and my, my assignment has been Latin America and the Middle East, but that's why I like to come to these hearings because it gives me a chance <laughs> to learn about areas where I'm not so fluent. And let me just tell you a thing that, that's puzzling me about the Czech Republic right now and just get your thoughts about it. Um, in the aftermath of the Brexit vote, the popularly elected president of the republic called for a referendum about whether the republic should stay in NATO and the EU. The prime minister and cabinet sort of scotched that idea, so there was not a referendum. But when a president who's popularly elected, who's probably got a pretty good sense of the, of the will of the people, thinks this is a good thing to do, then that, t that tells me something's going on. Um, polling in the Czech Republic has shown pretty low approval for the EU, even though the Czech Republic economy is deeply integrated in the EU. I think 80% of the exports of the Czech Republic go into the EU. So just talk to me a little bit about that. What's, what's going on? Should we read the reticence about the EU or NATO as anything with respect to the Czech-US relationship, or is this just internal European dynamic right now? Good question, Senator, uh, I, and I think you've captured the, the mood somewhat uh, correctly. Um, I think it's really important for the United States and its representation overseas, specifically to the Czech Republic, to, con to continue to encourage um, the Czech Republic collaboration involvement, both economically as well as in NATO, with uh, its, its allies in, in Western Europe. Um, it's our job, I think, to, to take a lead in that. Uh, it certainly is going to be ben it's beneficial, despite Brexit, uh, enjoying a good economic relationship between the Czech Republic and its EU partners, as well as the United States, is critical, I think, to the continued blooming of democracy in that country. And, and I'm just curious, I mean, do you read that as, as should we be concerned at all about the Czech-U.S. bilateral relationship when the president calls for a referendum that deals not just with EU membership but NATO membership, or, or it, to your interpretation, is it really more kind of internal? European I think it's more internal. The bilateral relationship between the Czech Republic and the United States is excellent. It's mm -hmm. very, very strong. The, I think some of the attribution that I've seen about this suggests that this anti-EU thing is scuffling about the migration issue. Um, I think the Czech, the Czech economy is really integrated into the EU economy, especially into the German economy. There's just great yes. economic ties there. Right. So um, do you have a sense? I, I don't know. What, what's, are there upcoming elections in the Czech Republic? And as far as you know, is this migration issue playing a significant part in the upcoming elections? Yeah, another good question, Senator. I'm not sure how important the refugee issue is playing in the elections, but the, uh, they adopted a parliamentary form of democracy. Mm -hmm in 1990, uh, and uh, the parliamentary elections for both the upper and lower houses will be in October. I see. Uh, it remains to be seen yeah. what's going to happen there. Uh, the, um, in terms of the, the migration and refugees, uh, the EU 
mandated that each country, member country, take so many mm -hmm. uh, refugees. Um, and it was a kind of a quota. The uh, Czech Republic has not met that quota. And for that reason, uh, the Brussels, I think, is taking, looking at taking some action against not only Czech Republic, but the so-called four Visegrad uh, mm -hmm. countries, Hungary, Poland, Slovakia, and the Czech Republic, all who have not met their quotas for taking refugees. The refugee problem is a, uh, is a, is a global problem. And I think that's, a, that's an issue that the Czech Republic needs to work out with its uh, leaders in Brussels. Well, just to conclude and then to hand it back to the chair, you know, the, we're always so sensitive. We can't, you know, be involved in dictating any, you know, decision about internal politics of another country. They've got to work that out for themselves. But we had the hearing last week with the proposed ambassador to the EU. And I think one of the things that our ambassadors can often do is not only working within their portfolio, but, you know, working with other U.S. ambassadors in the region to try to build up some of the ties. And I think that that, it sounds like that, it could be a significant portion of what you might do in a I would productive agree. way, uh, should you be confirmed. I would agree. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Senator Kane. That's Senator Shaheen. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And Mr. King, congratulations on your nomination. Um, you. you are going to be serving Europe at uh, a very critical time when I think the future of the EU, of NATO, and of the Transatlantic Alliance is really at stake. Um, so I, I want to follow up a little bit on Senator Kane's questions about what, what Czechs are thinking about in terms of the EU and their relationship with the EU, because as, as I'm reading um, the upcoming elections and the potential for victory by the ANO party, which, um, which is center-right, it sounds like they... Their leader has suggested that he does not support the Czechs staying in the Eurozone. Um, he, he talks about it as one of sovereignty. How do you see, as ambassador, recognizing what Senator Kane said about and what we know about our need to, to stay out of the internal politics of a country, but how do you see the ability of the ambassador to try and... Um, recognize and highlight the importance of the EU to stability in Western Europe and the potential for Russia to undermine um, the EU as part of their way of um, trying to destabilize Western Europe. Thank you for the question, Senator. It, it's important, obviously, not only for the United States, but I think for the Czech Republic to remain a strong uh, partner in the EU, as well as NATO, and they have been such. Um, it's, it's, I'm not going to speculate as to what party is going to win. There's, sure. there's coalitions have to take place, and I'm not that familiar with the local, obviously, political there. But uh, I feel pretty confident that um, whatever happens coming out of the election, that the uh, freedom-loving people of the Czech Republic and the economic uh, freedom-loving people of the Czech Republic want to remain, the bulk of them want to remain part of the EU, and I think part of my job will be to encourage not only the Czech Republic to continue its engagement with the EU, but as well as NATO, to, among other things, as you suggest, to um, uh, prevent some of the dif disinformation and other such things that the, the uh, Russian government is, is doing, not only in Eastern, but Central Europe, too. Um 
Well, thank you. I, I agree that that's a real threat. And I think I'm, I came in on Senator Murphy asking you the question about the new center that they're standing up in. Did I catch that in, um, in the Czech Republic that is going to be focused on, res I guess, responding, pushing back against the disinformation from the Russian government? Yes. Um, and we support that. Absolutely. And one of the things that I would encourage you to do is to visit Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty, which is headquartered in Prague, um, because they have been very successful, certainly in the past, and are looking at how they can ramp up to um, respond to the Russian disinformation that's going on. Indeed, they do. And I'm starting with that right here in this city where BBC and Radio Free Europe has some that's great. offices, too. Um, they've made a number of reforms that I think are very important, and one of the jobs that we have is to try and figure out how to, how to make them more effective um, and make sure they have the resources that they need. Yes. Let me ask you, because in your statement you talk about reaffirming um, our commitment to the Czech Republic and to our allies like the Czech Republic and to making it clear that we're dedicated to the democratic values um, that we want them to encourage that um, we espouse here in America. So I want to follow up a little bit on Senator Kane's question about refugees, because obviously one of the big challenges that Europe has faced over the last two years has been the migration of so many refugees from Syria, from North Africa, um, from Afghanistan, and the challenge of trying to um, help in terms of the humanitarian crisis, but also looking at resettlement efforts. And to what extent do you think rhetoric here that um, marginalizes refugees, that suggests that America is not interested in having um, immigrants come to this country, to what extent does that undermine our conversations with a country like the Czech Republic as we look at um, the challenges they're facing in Europe? Uh, thank you, Senator. Good question. I, um, we're all sensitive to, the, to terrorism and the issue that uh, kind of open gates with immigration can present. And uh, I'm just happy that the uh, Czech Republic has uh, bought into the visa waiver program, mm -hmm. which, we've, which we launched, uh, which uh, you know, minimizes and gives them authority, of course, to prevent certain, the movement of certain people. Um, I think that's important, and I, I, I know that the Republic is, uh, is, is serious about uh, preventing terrorism, not only in their country, but in the rest of the European Union. And for that reason, I'm confident that once I get there, I can engage the, the Republic to continue to keep an eye, a, a wary eye towards that problem, that issue, but at the same time, uh, open up their doors for people that uh, um, you know, have truly opportunities to live in a free and want a true opportunity to live in a free and democratic and economically free country. Uh, the Czech Republic uh, actually is a, has a strong economy and actually have a labor problem. So I know that they, too, would welcome the opportunity to have people that could work in the country. Well, thank you very much, Mr. King. And I, I look forward to the committee and to working with you individually because, as you point out, um, the Czech Republic and their movement, continued movement towards democracy and 
the West is very important as we look at maintaining um, the partnerships that are going to be important to the United States. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Senator Shaheen. Before I close out the hearing, I'll offer an opportunity. Any further questions? Well, that again, Mr. King, you're assuming a you will, if confirmed, assume a very serious responsibility of not only representing America to the Czech Republic, but also representing the viewpoints of the Czech Republic back to Indeed. the Congress. Uh, very important. Uh, speaking for myself, you know, I'll be traveling over to Europe. Uh, it's also incredibly important for ambassadors when members of Congress come over to your the nation's year representing that you really lay out, a, 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 from my standpoint, a very rigorous schedule, uh, laying it out so we really understand the issues. So, uh, again, I want to congratulate you for your nomination. Uh, thank you for taking on this responsibility. Ta thank your wife, Karen, and your son, Steve, and your other children. Uh, it's a great opportunity, and uh, we have serious challenges and serious responsibilities. So, again, thank you for providing us with your testimonies and your responses. The record will remain open for further questions until close of business on Thursday, August 3rd. This hearing is adjourned.